Chapter 1 Friday The first time I met the butcher, he almost ran over me. He didn't chase me down the road or anything. In fact, the whole thing was mostly my fault. I was hurrying from the parking lot because I thought I was late. I hate being late, but my stupid garage door opener decided not to work today. I had to drag open the door by hand, and it had taken enough time to get me off schedule. I carried a box filled with one-pound bags of coffee beans that I had roasted just last night. As I crossed the dirt road that runs through the Marin County Fairgrounds, I twisted my foot in a notorious Minnesota gopher hole, did a pirouette, and fell on my fanny in the middle of the road. Down I plopped, while the box flew out of my hands. Gold and black sacks rained down on me. Looking to my left, I saw a red cargo van bearing down on me. It was so close that the only action I could take was to throw my arms over my head and lean forward into my knees. I heard the van screech to a halt. I peeked out to my left and saw the bumper of the truck about three feet from my head. A tall, sandy-haired man, dressed all in white, jumped out and helped me to my feet. "'Are you okay?' he asked, helping me to my feet. "'I think so.' My ankle was beginning to throb. "'For God's sake, honey, I almost ran over you.' "'Why were you speeding? This is a fairground, not a racetrack.' "'Gee, I wasn't going that fast, sweetie,' he said while helping me to my feet." Thanks, I replied automatically, brushing the back of my white slacks. They felt damp from the morning dew. I leaned down and began picking up coffee bags. Let's blame the stupid gopher who decided to make a home next to the road. Let me help you, he said, picking up bags of coffee and stuffing them into the box. One bag had split and coffee beans spilled onto the ground. I carefully lifted it and set it in the box. I'd take it home for my personal use. Two bags were crushed, but the beans were safe. I'd use those to brew coffee for the tasting samples today. When the box was full, the man lifted it and held it out to me. Our hands touched. His hand was unusually cold on this hot summer morning. I can carry this for you. Where are you headed? He asked, circling his arm around me and touching my waist. Grabbing the box, I twisted around so I was facing him. No problem. Thanks for the help. I can handle it from here. You sure? I don't mind. I did almost run over you. Backing away, I smiled, which probably looked more like a grimace, flustered at the way he was grinning at me. I turned and hurried away, calling over my shoulder, No problem! Thanks! I heard the truck door slam shut and turned to make sure he was leaving. He waved at me through the window over the sign painted on the door, Metzger's Meat Market, Herman, Minnesota, then gunned the engine and zoomed through the gate I had just entered. Peeking into my purse, I was relieved that the small white bakery bag holding a single chocolate-covered donut still lay tucked inside. My nutritionally poor but tasty breakfast. I'd have to make another trip to my car in order to get all the coffee I had roasted to sell today at the Polka Days Festival. There must be a better way to haul my coffee to the booths at these craft shows, but a little red wagon wouldn't fit in my Civic. I put the problem on my mental to-do list. I struggled up to the door of the Home Arts Building and grabbed the door handle. I pulled the handle toward me and nearly yanked my arm out of the socket. Locked. Guess I wasn't late after all. During the Marin County Fair, needlework and home baked goods filled this long, narrow building to the rafters. Now at Polka Days, various crafters and small business owners rent space and set up booths to sell their wares. I rattled the door, hoping I could shake it open, and jumped when someone behind me said, Let me open that for you. A distinguished-looking man with silver-gray hair wearing baggy jeans and a plaid shirt hurried up to the door and stuck a key in the lock. Morning. Saw you talking to my brother, Al. You okay? I'm fine, I said, looking at my watch. It read 7.55. I was afraid I'd be late. Nope, you're the first one here. 
He reached inside the door and flipped the light switches. The lights made the building less ominous, but without people, it still echoed with each step I took. I'll come back later for a cup of coffee, the man called out to me. When I looked back, he gave me a short two-finger salute, then turned and walked away. Only then did I realize that he was the Festmeister. I had met him last night when he presided over the nightly keg-tapping. I hadn't recognized him without his lederhosen. Thinking about the man's silver-gray hair as I entered the cool, dimly-lit home arts building, I wondered if my hair would look that good if I quit coloring it. I hadn't seen my real hair color since my 40th birthday, six years ago. I decided I didn't want to be a little old gray-haired lady, so I found a great beautician. Now I wear my light brown hair in a short, sassy bob.